Peculiar Objects Season 2 is inspired by the teen horror films of the 1980s that our parents definitely should have been more aware that we were watching. It will never include any kind of sexual violence, but may contain references to alcohol, drugs, and addiction, child endangerment, and body horror that some may find upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Peculiar Objects, the only 80s podcast that gave away towels and VCRs as a holiday bonus and allowed all four Murray brothers to be in the same Christmas Carol movie. I am your tight-fisted, penny-pitching curmudgeon turned youngest TV executive humanitarian and host, Nigel Collins. With me are the three ghosts that taught me the true meaning of Christmas nepotism. I am the oldest Murray brother who was in another Christmas movie in which I gave away Jam of the Month clubs instead of a Christmas bonus. Anthony Moore. What the fuck? I am fuck? playing Kit Is Russell. Murray? Wait, what? Yeah, that's Bill Murray's older brother. Clark Griswold's boss is a Murray? Yeah. Hmm. Mr. Eckhart is a Murray. I mean, well, it well, adds well, up. Well, like, like, like. Listen to Bill Murray or nowadays. Ellert. Like, Ellert, sorry. Listen to Bill Murray nowadays. He's actually starting to sound like his brother is. That's fantastic. I apologize. That caught me completely off guard. Uh, and you're playing who now? What? I'm playing what, Kit Russell. I'm playing Whatever. Kit Russell, teenage detective and Sounds reporter. Like what? Kit Russell? This is like five episodes Ooh. in by the time people hear this. <laughs> oh, episode. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's so good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> for my part, I am your, uh, your Swarkovsky crystal tumbler filled with, uh, an ever shifting combination of Tab and Stolishnaya, uh, Casey Hills. And I am playing Jubilee Reynard DeSoto the first. Delightful. And I am the ghost of Christmas Neverland, <laughs> uh, here to show you what life would be like had you had a different father. Steve, <laughs> Mims. my name is Steve Mims, and I am playing Jamal. Delightful. Uh, this is Peculiar Objects. This is actually a Kids on Bikes podcast where we try to recreate all your favorite 80s horror movies. Yeah. Movies such as The Blob, The Fog, The Thing, and The Evil Dead. Uh, you guys got any other, like, suggestions to throw around that you think would be fun, like, movies for anyone else to watch or listen to? Not 80s ones. I just invested in a, um, shutter subscription Ooh. and uh there's a lot of really good shit on there that i absolutely would not have seen otherwise uh mm. i recommend spiral i recommend um wait is that out already no 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 not spiral from the book of saw ah, uh, excuse me different different movie called spiral mm. about a uh gay couple who moves to a small town and speaking speaking of spirals you know uzumaki is being turned into a Bro. adult swim show fucking finally god that took long enough the trailer what? for it is terrifying the, like yeah. like like the suggestion that they're turning Uzumaki into a, a an adult swim show is terrifying, and I'm not yeah. touching that with it. Uh, well, I uh, mean the fact the fact that they're turning Uzumaki into a visual uh, medium of any kind implies that they don't fully understand that story or understood it too well and have now become its prophets. What what is Uzumaki? Nobody nobody <laughs> tell him. His name. Nobody tell him. Just tell um. Him. Ito, Genji Ito, it's Genji Ito. Genji Ito. Uh, 
Just send him the trailer. Just it's send creepy, him the trailer. Creepy. Yeah. No context. Most just, of this is getting Google, cut anyway. Just it's Google fine. Uzumaki Jujutsu. That goes for you. He knows audience. what Uzumaki is because that's the first, uh, the Naruto's last name. Um, oh. So, because the, just... the, the Naruto has the spiral. Right, right. I love it. Not right now, Steve. Not right. Save that for later. Save that for later. <laughs> right At... before you go to sleep. As Steve oh. looks this up. <laughs> Uh, yeah. This, as I okay. said, this Steve, Anthony, and Casey, they're going to be playing teenagers in the year 1980X, uh, riding their totally rad BMX bikes through the 80s yeah. nostalgia-fueled adventure in the hidden Alaskan Adia port town. Yeah. Still haven't found that port yet. We haven't gotten to that Not port yet. part? One day. It's there. It's just right outside of town, if you ever venture that way, which, you know. It's like, it's knows? like on the fountain at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's a tiny port. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, it's a food court uh thing called the port. And it's a court port? Court port that they sell seafood at. Oh, you can go down and get a quarted port at the court port. Mm-hmm. But no s- shellfish for some reason. They're not about no. that noise. Uh, they're a landlocked country. There's no way they can get shellfish. There's a way. It's just not a good one. Yep. Uh, like I said, I'm Nigel Collins. I'm the storyteller and host somehow. Uh, and I'm here to guide <laughs> these guys through this journey into the madness and macabre that is Courtport. Uh, aka Spencer's Folly. That's the name of the town now. Yeah. Courtport. It's, it's the true. I refuse to say that. Courtport. Okay, so now we've got Thony won't say Popcorn. Mm-hmm. Steve won't say Courtport. All we need to do is find something I won't say. Something racist. Well, I, I can't. I probably. Just, I can't say it. I don't want the the world to know about my speech impediment. <gasps> oh well, that's fair. Did you guys have words you couldn't say when you were younger? But kind of. I have two words I couldn't say when I was a kid. It was cinnamon and nine. I couldn't say breakfast. I said breathfest. Uh, I did not, to my knowledge, um, have any such. Thing I I I pronounce several things wrong on purpose, mm-hmm. um, both as like shoutouts to other people who get like the thing I do that from, uh, but also because it enrages Tony, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but in a healthy fun way. No, not in a healthy fun way. It just enrages <laughs> me. There's nothing healthy and fun about enragement. <laughs> do not taunt. Happy fun pronunciation. <laughs> This is actually us playing a game together as friends, and what? something like that happened last week uh, to these three friends, uh, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, though I, I don't remember it off the top of my head. It was a bit ago. Uh, Casey, you got anything to help us with that? You know, I think I do here. I think it's at the bottom of my stocking. Let me just sift mm-hmm. through this. Got some walnuts. Got a couple you, of oranges. You got that towel there. I sent you? Here's I did get the towel you sent me. Thank you. Here's that weird little robot that was in Billy Peltzer's stocking for no good reason. He's a grown ah. man. Why does he want a little toy robot that just spins around at the top half? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know, Here's, but happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays, Gizmo. Just take little Gizmo home, open your Christmas presents. Uh and oh, here it is. Okay, put the and we'll just unwrap the new uh RCA. Put that bad boy in there. Slap a, slap it in with my caramel corn sticky hand. Previously on Peculiar Objects. Kevin walks over to DeSoto, uh, reaches into his pocket, and pulls out a handful of Doritos. 
I stylishly throw my throwing dagger at this light. Craven, as the creature is getting closer to you, you actually are surprised to see that it is a glowing green turtle. What is that disgusting creature you carried with you? It's a turtle. Don't put a sword in its head, Steve. I am Sashmo. Can I throw something at DeSoto? Like a bag of chips or, or a can of soda? Or That's how I get most of my food. Can you please point us in the direction uh, that we need to go next? I hand the turtle fairy a coin. I say, I wish for more coins. You have quite the sack. My wise and mighty Sashmo. The only reward I wish is your friendship. Am I becoming part baby? Oh good, it's the Baba Yaga. She seems nice. There begins to create a vortex sucking towards what seems to be pure black. The lichens as well as the vampires have been duped. The church collapses on you guys and gets thrown into the portal. Not every battle is winnable. As, as Captain Jean-Luc Picard said, it is possible to commit no errors and still lose. That is not failure, that is life. Chapter 16 Trick or Treat October 31st 1950X. Spencer's Folly. Lunchtime. Anyone with a brain in their head knew they wouldn't do it. No one would do it. It's a dare you say to end the game of Truth or Dare. Every kid in this town knows you don't go there. It's haunted. But David Russell and Darren King were triple dog dared by Johnny and Jimmy Figueroa to go on the island of Lake Goose Pond. Find the cabin, knock on the door, and say trick or treat. The problem was Darren wasn't scared of anything, and David got dared in front of Diana Redwood, the gal he had a crush on since first grade. Darren had dressed up as the Shadow, and David dressed as Dick Tracy, both heroes that would never be scared of a scary situation. Plus, they were 10 years old now and didn't want to be treated like babies anymore. They were going into fifth grade next year. And this is the best night to prove you are not a baby on Halloween. Everyone knows that. Darren had access to a raft his old man would use for fishing. It was about 6 p.m. when they arrived to find little Robbie Oddwards sitting on a stump waiting to witness them complete the dare at Lake Goose Pond. Robbie told them that he got the Zoros about this, but they didn't pay no mind to him, and they set sail. Darren was rowing determined to the island, while David was distracted with the surrounding area. The sun was almost gone, and he swore he could see shapes swimming underneath the raft, as well as figures watching them through the surrounding moosewood trees. But by the time David was able to say anything, the raft was on the island. It was as if a light bulb went out. When they reached the shore, the sky looked dark. The boys grabbed their pillowcases and rodeo cowboy flashlights and began walking towards the old cabin. It was supposed to be chilly that night, but as they approached the old dark cabin, the air felt more like they were walking through a cold fog that neither one of them could see. David stopped by the almond tree stump. The cabin looked as if it was put together by unkept moss, white avens, 
and what David thought was a garden of dried corn, but turned out to be dead sunflowers. David looked through the Sherlock Holmes detective kit to make sure he had all the proper tools in case any mysterious things were to arise. Darren kept staring down the cabin warp door. The wind was coming in and out of the cabin at a pace that sounded like a slow, deep breathing. David was prepped and ready to approach and to complete the dare. So the boys walked across the squeaky porch, stopped in front of the door. David tapped lightly three times, which gave a creak with every tap. Darren stared at David, shook his head, knocked hard on the door, sending it crashing with a roar in towards the cabin, dust billowing everywhere. Trick or treat! Darren yelled out through his red scarf. David coughed while staring terrified into the opening of the cabin. A green light was glowing inside at the end of the hallway. Holy shit, let's get the hell out of here, David was able to whisper to Darren. A chilling giggle was heard coming from within the cabin. No, it's probably Johnny and Jimmy trying to scare us and say we didn't do the dare. I say we go in there and kick their asses, Darren hissed back. We're not babies, this will prove it. The boys entered the cabin, both flashlights drawn out like guns. All the furniture was covered in dusty, faded fabric. A few animal heads on the walls were also covered with fabric as well. The boys moved quickly into the hallway, while the giggling continued. Oh, would you boys want some candy? Was heard coming from behind the green glowing bookcase. Hey, fuck you, Johnny! When I see you, I'm giving you two black eyes, Darren yelled out. David and Darren nodded at one another and rushed the bookcase while David yelled, Trick or treat! Running into the green lit room. In the attempt of scaring the Figueroa brothers, both boys crashed into the table full of books, sending them and the books across the floor. A loud metal clang was heard along the, with hundreds of giggles behind the circle room of bookcases. Three lanterns with green lights illuminated the boys. The giggling abruptly stopped, and then it spoke. Oh, look! New friends. We bring you guys back to present-day Spencer's Folly. Uh, the three of you guys are emerging out of the real McCoy secret basement entrance. Uh, a thick cloud is following you out, and you guys are all uh, rocking turtle shell backpacks on Hell each yeah. of your backs. A little bit of uh, Dorito nacho cheese crumbles all over your clothes, while uh, T-Rex's Children of the Revolution is played uh, below. Um, as you guys come out of the basement, you're in the alleyway, and you see uh, your guys' bikes are leaning onto the video store. Well, that was a hell of a thing. That was the most pointless thing I've ever spent two hours doing in my life. I feel like I have nothing to gain for the past however many hours we're there. You know, like, when you, like, put an air bubble inside of a bag? That's how I feel. I feel like an air bubble inside of a bag. Like, why am I there? I'm just just in a bag. There's a lot you, of water. Do you always but, feel like a plastic bag? No, not the bag. I feel like the bubble. Well, gentlemen, I think that there's value to be found in any experience if only we are willing to look for it. I they did say that that 
questions to our answers will be be given like I, I, I honestly can't put two and two together, but there has to be some connection to what we just did and what we're dealing with right now. Right. So otherwise, DeSoto, you're out of the group. Whoa, whoa, even, whoa. What group? Do we have a group? <laughs> that is the wrong reason to defend your friend, Tony. I mean, just, we've been arrested together. We're a freaking group. That's true. That's a bonding experience. Um, all right. Well, I definitely don't want to be kicked out of the group. Uh, so, um, all right. So I do, uh, a lot of reading and admittedly, uh, my literary education involves a greater number of bodices being ripped that I think is probably typical of our age, but I've done enough to know some stuff about story structure. And I think what they were trying to tell us is that we are on a quest like those three dog and foos types that we played down there, which you have to admit was pretty cool. And I think we have been provided something like a map, but now we know what's waiting at the end of it, and our characters did not. So you think that that whatever we're dealing with in the town is going to eventually lead to that black hole thing that sucks everything up? I think it's going to lead to a moment of crisis. Uh possibly of a grand scale. I don't think it's probably literally going to be a black hole. I certainly hope not, although knowing what we now know, who can say? I look inside my backpack. While he's okay, talking. cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, KR, you reach into your backpack, uh, you, and there is a can of salt. Uh, there is a crystal in there. Ooh. And um, there is a pair of uh, brass knuckles made out of iron. Hell yes. Ooh, I want brass knuckles, and I open my bag. I I look at the salt incredulously. Right, it's the salt that gets the incredulity, not the incredibly <laughs> illegal hand weapons. Well, this may be Canada, and this is definitely not California. Yeah, that's fair. Besides, they're just paperweights, right? They're just decorative items. They're just novelties. Mm -hmm. That's what that survivalist catalog tried to tell me anyway. <laughs> Jamal, you also have a pair of uh of iron brass knuckles, if you will. A can Fuck of salt. Yeah. Uh and what looks to be uh twelve water balloons already filled up. Okay. Hey guys. Look at my brass knuckles. Yeah. Hey, let's punch each other in the knuckle. <laughs> KR. I start punching Jamal with my knuckles. As you say, in the name of science, I think we need to. <laughs> oh. Jamal and I are punching each other. What yep. is DeSoto doing? What is uh, DeSoto uh, would like to know what is in his backpack. Um, DeSoto has, in, in the past, uh, how long has it been since we got home from hospital, Nigel? Uh, it's been a few days, actually. You guys, it a few was days? Sunday, okay. and I think this is Wednesday? I think, yeah, I think we said three days has gone by since we got home. Mm. Right. So they gave me, like, a uh, like a Martin Crane cane when I left the hospital, and That's I had true. been intending, yeah, I had been intending to replace it with, like, a House MD 
bitchin' Kane at first opportunity. So this one, uh, this, this sweet ass, uh, John Hammond amber topped motherfucker that Memon was so, uh, kind enough to Pearl provide handled. me with. Pearl handled. I've been, uh, I actually found one online. I'll post it in the thing. Fantastic. Uh, I've been trying to like, think of like get used to using it in my day-to-day life like think of it not as an impediment so i've i've taken the cane and i've like i've i've taken my backpack off and hooked the loops hooked the the cane through the loops and looking at that this is all unnecessary never mind uh yeah i take my um i got there (laughs) all right uh desoto wants to know what is in that backpack so he is going to take it off and rummage sure uh you also have a can of salt in there fuck yeah um and actually you have uh you have two uh paddles uh they both say the same thing what do they say uh umbra abi ooh umbra abi mm-hmm. abi abi okay but does anybody know why why there's salt why is salt the the number one thing that all three of us have well, uh, if the many stories involving, um, unusually handsome and buff wizards I have read, and the maidens that they have seduced with their wiles and also their magic smarts, are any indication, salt is a purifier and a protector. So it's possible that we are supposed to use it either to protect ourselves from something or to trap something. Or purify something. Or purify something. See, now you're thinking. Now, Chaos, look, I know you're a practical man. You're a reasonable man. You're a pragmatist. You're straightforward, and I appreciate that about you. So you need to start accepting that magic has to be part of your pragmatism. I I, I, I definitely accept that magic is part of my pragmatism. I Okay. I ran the ritual like this is not something that is outside of my wheelhouse, Cool. I think D and D is stupid. All right, fair enough. Jamal, as <laughs> so. they're Jamal, as they're arguing, I need you to roll me a brains of five out of your ten. Five. Five. You kind of see in the distance, uh, out in the forest, kind of a red glow, and also um, you're hearing a slight crunch behind you. I take some salt, I throw it over my shoulder. Okay. And then I like tighten my brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. And wait, wait, so wait, so I can see in front of me a red glow and crunching behind me. You hear crunching behind you, but there's a red glow out in the forest. Okay. Uh so yeah, I still do that and I say, Hey guys, mm-hmm. you might want to put your brass knuckles on and throw some salt over your shoulder. That was really cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I did not get brass knuckles. Nigel, this, this is the moment where I, I need an answer. And I know it is the DM's prerogative to keep things vague until he wants them to be definite, but I need to know, is this actually a sword cane? Uh, are you talking about the thing that you have? Yeah. Um, you could, uh, fuck around and find out. I would like to fuck around and find out. I would like, as Jean-Luc Picard put it, to test that assumption at my convenience. Sure. Okay. Um, then in that case, uh, DeSoto, uh, you need to roll a, um, a brawn of okay. six. Okay. 
Me brawn is me eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this the eight? That's the ten. I apologize. Here's the eight. Gwa. That is a three. Uh, you bet your Lyndon Baines Johnson. I'm gonna bring three more crunchums into that mm-hmm. to meet. Okay, cool. Uh, Kr, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna listen to this? Are you gonna listen to Jamal or? I mean, my gonna... brush knuckles are on. I'm not. I'm not poised to fight. I'm never taking them off gonna, again. I'm just gonna stand there and wait to see what the other two do. Showering with them on. Throw the salt. Over your shoulder, Why? KR. What, what, what does that do? I saw it at a wedding. I think it means good luck because we need it. Is. Uh, it is, in fact, a superstitious, uh, a, a ritual of banishment in many superstitious and religious symptoms. Okay, so here's what's either. interesting. I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think KR is necessarily superstitious. I think, like you said, he's a pragmatist. He, he recognizes right. when things are things and when things are not things he definitely understands that salt may be able to purify uh, i don't think he'll throw salt over his shoulder because i think he thinks that's stupid okay well you really I gotta throw it over kr shoulder <laughs> there you go fair um okay in the midst of throwing salt uh DeSoto, you pull on your cane um and, and you rip off the pearl handle uh a flashlight is clicked on to you guys. <laughs> That's what I, I'm like, the stronger it gets, the worse he's gonna fuck up his cane. <laughs> I broke my grandpa's cane. Um, just like I, just like I did actually in real life when I was 19 and I felt very bad because its head was made of ivory in the shape of a duck and I'm like, well, this is immoral and illegal in most of the world anyway, but it's still a treasured family heirloom. Um... <laughs> KR, uh, I need you to roll me a brains of six. Brains of six. Mm-hmm. Right. From Am I trying to figure something out? Uh, yeah, Who's who has a flashlight on you? Just wondering. Uh, you said a six, I rolled a 14. Cool. Uh, you see posed up on top of the trash can is Kevin with a little bit of salt on him. Fucking Kevin. <laughs> Wait, which hey, one's Kevin? Kevin? Kevin was the... Kevin's the Dorito guy. Yeah. Kevin's oh, the, the what? little gr- the little the little Dorito guy. Oh, Dorito guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey. Little fucking Randall Weems yeah. motherfucker. What's Get up? Get out of here. <laughs> Go home. I I I grab Do You guys want to be caught out here? Oh shit. What does that mean? I I look at them. We're breaking curfew right now. <laughs> And I jump on my bike and just not even worrying about the other two, just zipping home. What the hell? <laughs> and much like uh, people of my kind, I follow without any rhyme or reason. Okay. Wait. Well, so Kevin. <laughs> Casey, uh, the- <laughs> you're breaking curfew and there are no... no- I just I, like I mean whatever whatever DeSoto does right now, but I want to remind you that uh, the people that are enforcing curfew are from a vague and ominous organization right. that that would uh, be at home is nefarious right, right, right. and yeah, yeah. evil in the town. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, may I use your phone, please? Uh, he says, "Yeah, hold on a second. and uh, he closes the door and locks it. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. I, I'm trying to go home. I was gonna call my next door neighbor Reggie or whatever fucking his name was. Mm. But then Kevin left me out in the dark. Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna hoof it around to the front of the store and try to use the store's phone. Do you have, did you not bring your bike? Yeah, the bike's actually- No, I got a ride because my leg is fucked! Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, we didn't okay, cover okay. that. Can can we can we back up? I was nope. I I no. no. Legitimately, I was under the impression you said all of our bikes are up front. I was under the impression oh, that that DeSoto himself rode his bike. Had I that's known fair. that DeSoto did not have, I would have had him like ride on the pegs in the back or something. Yeah, and honestly, like, I was I was actually editing that episode today. It is not discussed how I get to the video store, but if Nigel had said, how do you get there? I would have said, my leg is fucked. I'm going to need a ride from Reggie, my, my dealer. No, Reggie was the guy at just... school. What's my, what's my dealer called, Nigel? You, Reggie is the, as your dealer guy. You would not have gotten, and neighbor. you would not have gotten a ride from Reggie because Reggie wants to kill you right now. <laughs> Why does Reggie want to kill me right now? Because you stole his product and didn't pay him, and it's been three weeks. What? When did that remember happen? Remember the ominous? Remember the ominous letter you got in the in the hospital? Yeah, I was stuff? wondering what that was about. I didn't steal anything from Re- from Reggie. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Not on purpose. Oh, Casey, so you, you gave you product to sell, and then you disappeared for three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I, I remember that. I thought that was like a, that was a, a small to medium level transaction. I didn't realize that was like threatening note level stuff. Okay. And that's, okay, okay. that's my assumption. I'm not Nigel, so I can't tell you that's exactly what happened, but that's when I saw that note, that's what my first thought was, is what happened. So can, is oh, there we'll any way we can I... just, sorry, were you yeah, gonna say? No, I'm sorry. I, I assumed that I had beef with Jeff at the video store because it was on real McCoy stationery. Uh, but then said beef never emerged. So I don't know. Yeah, this whole thing is, this whole thing is fucking, yeah, can, can we, can we take it from everybody deciding to rabbit? Sure. So Kevin goes, what are you guys still doing out here? Uh, you're breaking curfew. I, I look at them and I say, we need to go like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could I trouble one of you gentlemen for a ride? I have those those cool little like like BMX pegs because we're B- we ride bad rad BMX bikes on the back of our like that's something we've it's established. The so there's off. there's like those grinding pegs, uh, mm-hmm. but like it allows someone to sit on it. Yeah, and it's a pretty beefy bike, so I don't think your your added weight is gonna like it's gonna it hinder us a little bit, but not enough to seriously fuck it up. I would be much obliged. And also, uh, I'm gonna sit backwards with my salt, just in case. Like, keeping a, keep, like, 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 turret. Okay, cool. Um, so, you guys are going opposite ways from Jamal. Yeah. Alright. Okay, We'll talk cool. in school. I like a Jamal, I said we'll talk in school. And we bounce off. Um, so you guys, uh, actually, uh, Jamal, you take off and you're cutting into your neighborhood. Uh, when you see that they're like down the street is a lot of police tape up, uh, and a lot of cop cars surrounding a house. Do I know the house? Um, not exactly. I mean, it's around the block from you guys, but like it's on your way home and you see like a lot of the neighbors are standing out. Steve. I'm yes. going to try very hard 
to keep player knowledge and character knowledge separate. But you had better be a damn gentleman to Remy DeSoto if you encounter her. <laughs> DeSoto will know. <laughs> DeSoto will know. Fuck, it's after curfew. But on the other hand, there are cops here. And you're trying to go home. Like, you're you're doing the correct thing. Okay. I uh, ride up to said house, and I look for a buxom police officer. Um, there are, there are a few, um, you, you notice a few guys that are kind of securing the perimeter and there is, um, the coroner is actually coming out, um, carrying a soaked bag. Ugh. That's odd. Why is a coroner already at the house? Uh, one of the cops yells at you that you, you, you can't be here. I say, hey, I am a friend of Remy DeSoto, mister. God damn it. Um, he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you want to <laughs> talk to Detective DeSoto? We can get her out here if you want. No. Yes, please. Oh, no! You're getting your ass handed to you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we cut over That's to... Not what friend of DeSoto means! <laughs> we cut over to, uh... <laughs> Sorry. We cut over to KR and uh DeSoto riding together. Yeah. Um you guys um are riding down just the street. Um it's a bit quiet. Um but you see um a further down the road a pickup truck with its lights on and the doors open. Mm-hmm. Uh I live in this town. It's not a big town. I've been in this town all my life. Can I roll to see if I recognize the pickup truck? Yeah, sure. Uh, just go ahead. Roll me a brains of uh, 10. Yeah. Also, as a reporter, it would entirely be KR's way to like have a dossier. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I rolled a 14. Uh, yeah. You've, uh, you notice. Uh, you you kind of know this guy. He's a bit of an older guy, uh, but you know he's part of the Bobs. Um, but um, as you guys are rolling closer, you see that um, there are legs hanging out of the truck, like the bed, and then the glass is smashed on the other side. I roll when I stop. I, hey, whoa, jeez, wanna guy? What are we stopping for? Oh, Nigel. Have I have I succeeded in reaffixing the the uh the pommel on my on my cane? No, you have not. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm so mad. Uh, is it is it long enough? Is is the is the cane bit long enough that I can still use it to to support my weight without the pommel? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a little trickier because it's a little smaller than you're used to. God damn but it. I'm um, so you angry. could still totally not like at you. I know. Like at God. Um, all right, well then I, uh, all right, I take a look at the scene and I say, okay, well, obviously this is bad news, Mm. but, uh, KR, we have an obligation, don't we? I take out my, my disposable camera and I say, yep, and I walk over to the, I walk over to the, the, the truck the the body the truck the thing that's yeah. 
dead. Um, and like Landis and Craven, uh, we walk over there, and I've got my uh, I've got my cane, <laughs> the the shaft of it, the bit that stores over my over my shoulder like a sword. Yeah, and we walk over there like werewolf bros. Um, you can <laughs> so, just sort of saying werewolf bros, <laughs> werewolf bros, werewolf bros. He no, he's already like thinking up like like club jackets that save the wolf pack and shit. Like it's so good. Mm. Um, as you get closer, uh, Kr, you recognize uh the guy in the truck. Finally, uh, you realize this is Gordy Jordan. Uh, who is one of the bobs. Um, you see him kind of patrolling around uh, town like within the last few days. Like He's kind of... Um, he's a nice enough guy, but he's kind of set in his ways. But like um, you see that he's just kind of... his The top of his head's covered in blood. Okay. Uh, it's covered in blood? His blood or other blood? Uh, you don't know that yet. Can I I'm do an investigation check? Yeah, go for it, bud. To see if I could uh, suss out the the cause of murder. What am I rolling? Uh, you are your brains. Like you brain roll a five. No, I know what what five. I rolled a twenty. Not a nat twenty. A composite twenty. Delightful. Um, you could see that uh he is still breathing, but slightly. Uh, you see he's clutching a CB radio. Uh-huh. Uh, and the top of his head uh looks like he got hit over the head. Uh, and there's just a small cut, but it's a lot of blood that has come out. Uh, and you're um, noticing that there's glass on the passenger side. Like, it didn't happen on his side of the car, but across. And it looks like uh, there's a dragging motion in the glass that you notice. Dragging. So the ca- so the cab is empty and he's in the bed. He's No, no I'm sorry. I meant he's, he's in, in the, the cab. cab. I got like, it. Like, laying across. Yeah. Um, there's a CB radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I hear static? Do I hear like anything? Like, is his hand like like is like rigor mortis set in, and it's like blocking anything or anything uh, as, from coming out? As you can see, he's not dead, but he is clutching down the button. Right, right. So, um, I I, I kind of nudge him. And what's his name again? His name is Gordy Jordan. Bob Gordy Jordan. Mister mm-hmm. Jordan, like, are, are you okay? Uh, he doesn't respond. I take the CB radio out of his hand. Um, you hear uh, kind of static for a second, and then uh, it cuts in over, over. This is uh, this is damn zero. Uh, Gordy, can you fucking hear me, man? You got to tell us something. You're freaking us out. I, I log in. Damn zero. This is Kit Russell. Um, what's my dad's name? Uh, your dad's name is David. David, right? Yeah, David's son. Um, Jordy's down. We're not sure what happened. We're riding home, and he doesn't look good. Oh God! He, like there's there's a kind of a pause, and then uh, they say, um, "What? Okay, uh, he was supposed to be secure. Uh, it, is um, sorry." Like they're they're a bit frazzled because uh they weren't expecting that. Um yeah. they go, uh is the is the kid there with them? We're the only kids here right now. I don't see anybody else. Fuck. Uh Fred was really nervous to go out tonight. Okay, uh listen, uh we're gonna we're gonna send some, uh we're gonna send some beavers over to you guys. Uh uh just be be aware. Um 
uh, and be safe. We, we don't understand what's going on. Do you and, want us to stay with the body, sir, or? Um, no, just tell us, uh, where you're at, uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll come your way. We're on Mercewood Boulevard, sir. In that case, um, we'll send a couple beavers over. You guys need to get off that street. You know how it can be. Yeah. We're going to cut back over to Jamal. He is standing, uh, waiting for Detective, uh, DeSoto to come over. I get off my bike mm-hmm. and I walk a little bit so that it doesn't look like I'm on my bike. Mm-hmm. I want to look try to like as adult as possible. Um, Detective DeSoto comes like storming out and she sees you. Hey! Shut like, up! This big old up! And like she comes walking bike. over. She goes, why are you here? You're supposed to be relaxing right now. You're not supposed to be a part of any of this shit. Why are you here? I was on my way home. You should... I just came from the comic shop and I'm just on my way home. She looks at her watch. It is 12.20. You should have been home two and a half hours ago. You shouldn't be out right what? now. There's a curfew. Oh, man. Jamal. Are you going to take me home? Motherfucker. She's in the middle of the <laughs> investigation. I'm not your goddamn mother, Jamal. Go home. Actually, uh, I... she goes, you know what? Hold on a second. And um, she walks over to the cop that you first talked to. Uh, he kind of nods his head, and he comes walking back towards you. And he goes, all right, I'm walking no, you home. What? what? No, I, I want her to walk me home. I, I know her. Yeah. It sucks to I'd want. Like to know her more. <laughs> it's like, you can, uh, we can either have it to where I walk you home or I drive you home. I... But you're just you're you're interfering with a case right now. What's what's uh okay? I'm gonna try to roll a charm check. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Roll me a charm look, of I, I... fifteen. Oh fuck! It can be done. Ah, five. Perfect. Nice. Uh, he looks at you, and he goes. You're an idiot. Go home. <laughs> okay. Um, so, geographically speaking, where where is the house? Is it like on a corner? Is it surrounded by houses? Oh, uh, it's there's a couple of houses. Like it's it's right on a stretch, but like your house is right around the corner. Would I be able to see that house from my backyard? Uh, no. Like, your backyard is facing uh, away from that uh, location. And actually, you have, uh, you're on the opposite side of the street, so there's uh, houses that are going to be blocking you as well. Okay. I was like, alright, I get the hint. I get the hint. I can get there myself. I, I grab my bike, and I ride to the nearest vehicle where I, I duck and hide. And I want to try to sneak into the neighbor's backyard. Okay, cool. Um, so <laughs> I'm thinking. What happens when flight. we split the party and mm-hmm. Steve yep. is not with part of the other party? <laughs> yep, exactly what happens. Um, okay, yeah. This is this is the intended result, Tony. You need to roll me a flight of six on your six. How many crunchy points do you have, Steve? I have. 
four crunchy points. And I need all of them. <laughs> I, only, I I rolled a two. Oh, jeez. And are you using your crunchy points and you got your six? Yeah, I am. Okay, cool. Uh, so... Oh, wait. I have five because I forgot I, I didn't take a crunchy point from my last fail. Okay. So I have one left. Um. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, so you're able to get six, though, or are you only able to get five? I can get it. I can get the six. Okay, sweet. You successfully get into the neighbor's uh, backyard. Did you want to do it across the street, or did you want to do it next door? Next door. Okay, cool. Um, so you successfully managed to hop the fence. You're kind of able to like see through. Um, and as it were, um, all the windows in the house have been smashed out, so you can kind of hear uh, the conversations yeah. that are happening. Um, you hear somebody mutter about, uh, the Ericsons, uh, seem to be a normal family, a normal couple. Um, they don't understand why Mr. Thompson was here and they don't currently know where Mr. Erickson went. Uh, something about the neighbor witnessing, uh, uh, what she thought was a demon pulling in Mrs. Erickson and then, uh, proceeding to like break all of their bones. Jesus Christ. Can I see if there's like a blood trail leaving the house or any kind of any indication of where this thing might have left? Uh, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Roll me a brains of, uh, of eight. Fuck. Seven. Uh, you know what? I will use my last country point for that. Okay. Dope. Um, so actually, yeah, uh, it's actually, um, you, you're just kind of, as you're going through, looking through the fence, you're kind of like walking along and, um, you get to the end and, uh, the fence on the top is soaked with blood and dripping down on your side. You actually see, uh, like hand marks, like have oh. touched the top of the fence and have climbed over to your side of the fence. Oh, fuck. So we're going to cut back over to uh, <laughs> KR and uh, DeSoto. Uh, you guys are kind of just riding back. Um, you're just uh, down the street. No, I, uh, no, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I know that's what we were told to do, but this man is injured and I know how to do first aid. Okay. I'm leaving you. Well, hold on okay, a second. Okay, cool. Now, I say that's... this then. Uh, before you leave, um, I'll go ahead and let you do... Um, because you can do uh, first aid. I'll just go ahead and give that to you uh, as a on, good Nigel. Samaritan. I, I think and you, you can a... handle a three-way party split. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm just going to give you a crunchy point, actually, for being a good Samaritan and doing the morally right oh. thing. Uh, yeah, you, pa you. you patch up Gordy's head there, uh, and then you guys take off. Um, you're down the street from and your house. we do a circle of salt around him. Okay. You want to use your salt on Couldn't Gordy? Hurt. Yeah. Go for it. Not like, not like use it all, but you know. Like you want to do a line across, like where he's at, or yeah, no, just like salt? a, or is this like a just like a Morton's salt. Yeah, yeah, it's is Morty's. This... It's Morty's. Okay, Morton's no, salt. This is, don't this be this salty. Is common. <laughs> but if this is this is common household salt, then yeah, I'll just I'll just go ahead and do like a complete ring around him in the bed of the truck or wherever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you use about half of your salt to do that. Cool. Cool. 
Uh, so you guys roll up, um, and, uh, KR, as you're rolling up, uh, you ask him, you ask DeSoto which house is his, um. Oh, it's the one that's mine. Uh, as you, uh, roll closer, (laughs) you see a garage that's been painted over that says Psycho Killer. What's up with that? Uh, Yeah, Kiskase indeed. Um. When uh, we got out of the hospital, uh, we came home, and that was there. And Maman hired um, one of the Carlisle brothers from down the way to come and paint it over. And he he did what he could, but, you know, as you can see, there's only so much you can cover up with a fresh coat of paint. That doesn't bode well for us. No, it does not. Look, um... Is late. Uh, you want to just stay here? Like, we got a spare room. How close am I? From your house to his? Yeah. It's uh, across town. Like, his house is closer to Lake Goose Pond, and yours is closer to the center of town. The Goose Pond, right? Oh. Uh, like, you can, you can call your folks. Yeah. I can make us something to eat. Sure. Cool. Uh, so, in that case, DeSoto, you're going to do your hospitality. Uh, KR, if you want to call your parents, you can go ahead and do that. I call my parents. Okay. Uh, it rings a couple times, uh, and it's your mother who's answering. Hi, Mom. Oh, thank God. Hi. Hi, sweetheart. (laughs) I'm okay. I'm at DeSoto's house. I'm I'm too tired to drive. He's off way across town. I'm too tired to ride there. I'm going to crash here and just go to school tomorrow. I'll see you. Hi, Mrs. Aw. Are are you sure you don't want me to come pick you up? I mean, I don't mind, honey. And like, I'm 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 sorry about how I was behaving earlier. It's, it's just you know, this damn. It's town. fine, mom. It's twelve thirty. Like I, I don't want you to get in trouble for being out. I'm 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 here. I'll be fine. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, sweetheart. Just if you need me at any time, you call me. I will. Okay. Bye, baby. Bye. Bye, Mrs. Ah. Uh, so there you go. You uh, you got the official seal of approval to sleep over. And I'm making frittatas. They're not really They're frittatas. They're just omelets. They're just, just omelets, omelets. du fromage. Yeah. So we'll cut back over to Jamal, uh, who is hiding in a neighbor's backyard. And he saw that the handprints uh, are, had jumped over into this side of the yard. <laughs> God damn it, and I'm out of country points. <laughs> oh no! What a situation have, to be in! Who could have ever foreseen this happening? <laughs> if only we could trace the, the series of events that led to this, but no, it was the random whims of fate. There was no way to prevent it. Uh, Jamal, you hear, um, a la- uh, kind of a, uh, a shuffling noise, like coming from around the corner. Like of the backyard. Oh no, there's cards! I get a, a water balloon. Mm-hmm. And I arm myself with it. Okay, cool. Um, and I, I know I'm not a pope, but I, I bless it anyway. Hell yeah. Okay. From around the corner, uh, you see this bony figure, uh, just kind of shuffling out. It almost looks ghost-like. Um, and, um, it's just kind of groaning at you. Is it walking towards me? Mm-hmm. 
Slowly or fast? Uh, it, it seems like it's stumbling. Gross. Fuck, it's the 80s. I, I do the 80s thing, and I'm like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Um, the thing screams at you. Oh, that's rude. Um, Just a howling I, scream over and over and over. I panic and I throw my hopefully blessed water balloon. Sure. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Roll me uh, a fight of three. Adam. That water balloon's definitely filled with holy water. Mm. Well, now. No, it's been filled with holy water from the beginning. By the way, can I just say, Steve, I love that you your your go-to for Jamal was, I know I'm not a pope, but I think I still have some authority. <laughs> just, like, not priest, not bishop, not cardinal. What's a pope to not a deacon? Hey. What's a king to a Jamal? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I rolled a three. I don't remember what it was, but I rolled a three. I think I asked you to roll a three. Or a two, actually. Um, yeah, you... Uh, with all your might, you hurl this water balloon perfectly. It hits uh, the creature right in the face, knocking it over. Yeah. Does it burst? Yeah, it bursts, uh, and it screams okay. louder. Because it's wet. <laughs> it's awful. I arm myself with another water balloon, and I slowly approach it. Um... Actually, uh, there are flashlights kind of aiming towards the fence at you guys. Like, next door, the cops have heard all this screaming happening, and they're starting to rush over. Um, okay. I run towards this thing. I want to, like, grab something mm-hmm. from it. Anything. A piece of clothing. A bone. Uh, hair. Sure. Um. His head. <laughs> just carry around a screaming head. Yeah. Just, <laughs> as you're, are you gonna like run past and just snatch something and keep going? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, just, Whoop-ah! just uh, roll me a brawn of two. Fuck me. God damn it. What is wrong with me today? I rolled a one. Perfect. Uh, congratulations. Them crunchy points. You, um, you earned a crunchy point. You miss the creature altogether. Like you swoop, you reach down and you just miss. Did you want to keep going? Well, I can't tell anyone about this ever. That's embarrassing because it's sitting still and not moving. I miss, and so I, I try to uh, hop the fence and escape police. Okay. Uh, are you going to try to hop the same way that you came in, like through the front, or are you going to try to run around and get to the other side? Like run around. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, as uh, y- like you make it, uh, I need to do a flight of two. Ooh, I rolled a 12, so there's no need to explode. Oh, nice. Yeah, you get the fuck out of there clean. Like, you're able to get back over the fence. Uh, You make it back to your bike, just as the cops are, like, shining their flashlights over the top. Um, And they say, uh, we got another one down over here. All right, I get on my bike and I say, to leave it again, Remy. And then I, I, I continue to uh, go home. Okay. As Jamal uh, starts riding off, uh, the cops are kind of running next door, uh, and they go, uh, someone attack the old lady next door, and they jump to the fence as you head home. 
Huh. That's not ominous. And we will don't like that. And we'll end on that note. Also, Thony, uh, in answer to your earlier question, what's a what's a pope to a king? I think you'll find the answer to that in the Magna Carta. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're a history teacher, Thony. Come on. I snorted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great, guys. Steve, your your romantic overtures towards Remy have already been noted in the TV tropes. Because <laughs> you noted them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but by using the passive voice, I distance myself. <laughs> Are we done All recording? Right. Yeah, let's go ahead yeah. and stop. This will probably be like five minutes. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Most of my intros were like 35 seconds long. No, I know. I'm like, here's a novel. Fucking pay attention to all the details. And we're into the show. Yeah. When I take over in uh, in two seasons, uh, mine are just going to be just separate recordings entirely. I'll just release them ahead of time. Oh, when, <laughs> It'll be uh, longer than the actual episode. When you, Steve, and Liz take over in the next few seasons, when you're doing, exactly. like, running it? Yeah. yeah. Looking the reboot. The reboot. <laughs> <laughs> when when both, both the former DMs get so fed up with playing this game, they quit out of solidarity. Sad. I hope they never come. No, we're going to go create Court Court. Like, it's going to be another <laughs> yeah. kids online. Just the adventures of food courts. The people <laughs> court. <laughs> The Moosewood Falls Mall. Report TV. <laughs> <coughs> okay, fudge. Like that, thing. Christmas fudge. <laughs> All right, that's so good. Uh, that's so good. Now I'm all nostalgic for the Yuletide. Okay, uh, go.